Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is episode two, Miles Over Matter, the 101 on running with twice the health. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Twice the Health is made up of nutritionist Emily and personal trainer Hannah. And before you ask, no, they're not related. They began Twice the Health following founding themselves a very last minute spot to run the London Marathon. With just 10 weeks to train, they encountered all kinds of problems. But in true Twice the Health fashion, they made it through and completed the 2015 Virgin London Marathon in a time they remain incredibly proud of. From then on out, there was no stopping them. The girls follow one mantra, which tends to coincide with everything they do from lunch to lunges. That mantra is to make health their happiness. We are proud to have the girls as alternatively healthy resident experts. And yes, they are always together. And yes, they are always wearing the exact same outfit from top to bottom. So, welcome to the show, girls. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for coming. And for the delicious breakfast. Oh yeah, we've just had a breakfast, guys. Sorry. Sorry, little scandalous salmon. Um, so I am excited to have you here today because we've been doing a lot of content on the site with um, running and how to get into running and also how to get maybe to an advanced level and there's been a lot of great feedback so really excited for all you guys out there listening today as to if you're wanting to get better at running or if you're maybe preparing for a marathon and really excited to have you both on board because you're just two of the most inspirational little bunnies running around this (laughs) industry at the moment it's mad how much you guys do before we start Hannah and Emily, introduce yourselves as Twice the Health and tell us a little bit about you guys and, oh, just as an FYI, guys, some of you can't see, but they are, of course, wearing the exact same. Always. Always. <laughs> but yes, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how Twice the Health uh, Well, I'm Emily. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. And actually, it's good that we've cleared that bit up because <laughs> we're normally H&E, we get everything. Well, actually, so you, you always get Hannah, yeah. I get Emma. 
Really? People just guess. They're like, you know what? I'm going to throw in an Emma. Just stick with E if you don't know. Do people, do people always not always know your names? It's not they just know you're supposed to help. Yeah. Or they, no. they know our names, but not which way around. Well, which way around which way are. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and I bet. And also, do you get that your sisters quite a lot? Oh, oh yeah. Or a couple. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got asked if we were a couple. She was like, and it was a DM. Yeah. She was like, um, Slide I just wondered DM. if you were just best friends or if you are a couple. Best friends. Oh, best friends. friends. <laughs> we are best friends. <laughs> we are best friends. <laughs> friends. Do you know what Tess and I used to get that? And I remember once when I put something up about her boyfriend, someone replied to my stories being like, oh my God, my life is broken. I thought you two were actually a couple. Did you call each other wife? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were actually like, oh my God, I thought you guys were actually together. And I was like, no, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, if it we, worked, we wouldn't have anything against that, but I was like, if you wear matching outfits to your partner, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> your best so, friend, yeah. I know why you can do yeah, it. But. No, I mean, on the matching outfit thing, I know we were talking about how you got to where you are. We will get onto that. On the matching outfits front, can you just tell everyone, because honestly, I've never seen these girls, even if they're just training in the gym just <laughs> themselves, not doing anything branded or anything work-related... They are head to toe. Actually, the other day I caught you both in different leggings. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> and I was like, they're wearing different yeah, leggings. Yeah, I don't. But how do you do it? How do you actually like. It's laundry related, right? Yeah, it, it's just oh, down to. Yeah, okay. yeah. so okay. unless you don't always wear the same, then the wrong stuff is in the wash. Is a no, really yeah. sad truth. Yeah. Have you ever actually like made a big mistake and both worn different things? And- we wore, once a pair of leggings, you're like, I'm wearing the grey and black ones oh, yeah, yeah. and I wore the grey and black ones but she was actually wearing blue and black ones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and do brands so, get funny about it or they no they weirdly enough actually brands send us unmatching things yeah. and then, oh, and then they're upset and you wear matching clothes and then they send us different ones and we're That's like, we're like so we sent you the same but in different colours and I'm like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's how we will die then then shall we <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to where sorry, we've got like yeah. waylaid with clothes, but it's all part of fun. So yeah, tell us your story. How did Twice the Health come about? So you've been in the game for a long time. <laughs> we have been in the game for a long time. So Twice the Health started about three years ago. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely was I think it's important to say that we never started Twice the Health to become a business. Not at all. We started Twice the Health because we lived together and we were sharing the same images and you train the same, the same, same. <laughs> and we didn't actually wear the same at this point, but we did a lot of things the same. And we thought our friends were getting bored. We also yeah, like we'll just put this somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> we need to put this somewhere else exactly. What I was doing. And also, kind of peak timing, I guess, is that yeah. we landed a very last minute place to run London Marathon, which was about 10, 12 weeks before. So we decided that we'd document the journey kind of as a crash course, which ultimately failed because crash courses always do. <laughs> and one of us was knocked out. Oh my uh, well, not knocked out, but no, yeah. Injured. Not running. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, one of us just got knocked out. <laughs> I got really annoyed and I basically just hit me. Uh, so we started it because of that. And, and I think we were very lucky in that we kind of were with the right people at the right time and kind of attended the right events mm-hmm. and, and were doing the right kind of thing to be picked up by the industry a little bit. It went from there, and, and then we went through a funny kind of year and a half where we just kind of ticked over, and it was the right thing at the time because... We both still had full-time jobs. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also we were going to classes people wanted to go to, we were wearing the clothes people wanted to wear, kind of by accident, not, that wasn't, it wasn't an intentional thing, but it did help kind of build the brand. That classic uh, time when everyone was just doing what everyone else was doing, yeah. just yeah. in hand. Yeah, it was so matchy-matchy. Yeah. We sort of looked at each other like, what are we providing? Yeah. You know, would, would we follow us? Yeah. <laughs> and what well, we knew, we would always try and focus on always trying to make people feel better. We'd never do posts yeah. where it was like, look how amazing I am, no. sort of stuff. But 
are we actually apart from that? Are we providing anything else? Are we offering anything we, different? Yeah. And and then obviously we so we ran the London Marathon, obviously, and then fell out of love with running totally. Oh. And despite having always loved running and, and grew up months. running, we were up for like six months. What was it that made you fall out of love with it? The knocking out? Or? I think because you were injured, injured in the run-up. Uh, so afterwards you needed that time out. Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't really like running on my own, even though we won't necessarily talk a huge amount. I've always had a running part like, mm. throughout school, so, and I've always run with my sister as well. So I just don't really like running on my own. So then I was like, well, if you're not going, then I'll oh, go okay. do it. You, you're going to spin class and stuff instead. So I was like, I'll go do that. And I think, you know, we kind of landed ourselves in this crazy fitness industry that suddenly all these different classes and types of training were coming out of thin air and oh, we, got, we got absorbed in them and, and it was working. So we did. And, and then obviously we made this big plan to run the Grand Canyon, which again, didn't really come from us falling back in love with running because we weren't running a huge amount at that time. It was more the adventure. It was I think, more, yeah. So this was like three years ago still? Or, uh, uh, this two. Was this yeah. was two years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was a year in the planning. because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we hiked it before Twice the Health. Then we ran the London Marathon. Uh, and then during that time, we were already planning running it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we kind of started to find our groove a little bit. And we were like, mm, this is what we like doing. This adventure, this is more focus on running. Yeah. yeah. And, and not focusing on the clock as well was a yeah. massive change because we grew up on an athletics track and a second meant the world to us. Yeah. And we didn't run further than 1,500 metres and that was, like, far yeah. <laughs> for us. What we did cross country as well was, but still, like, the clock mattered so much and where we finished. And obviously, like, we still enjoy getting a PB every now and again, but the main focus is the enjoyment of our runs and where we are and having the opportunity to stop and, and take a photo of the Grand yeah. Canyon and not be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it so kind of gave running a new kind of meaning and a new kind of lease of life for us. And kind of perfect not running since. But I'd say it's only really in the last year that we've really been able to kind of grasp what it is we want to do with Twice the Health and give it the running focus that we've wanted to for so long. And you made a really good point the other day when we were talking to someone and saying that until you- like a, a year ago... It, Running wasn't that cool. Strength training was cool, and that's yeah. what girls should have done. Girls should strength train because we want to be strong and we need to defy this whole like skinny Cody's thing. Devil. Yeah, <laughs> and so it wasn't that cool to run. And now it's becoming the industry's breathing again. Yeah, and people are being given space to actually do what they want to do. And running's back in. You know, it's back on trend. And no, I um, think that's a really interesting point to touch on. It's throughout the whole journey that you're talking about. There's actually quite a lot of different things that were like fads that made you change. Any excess noises of the dog, and I'm just kicked by her. Um, I think, like, you know, you said you got lost a bit as what your message was because all the boutique things came out, and then you're so right in that. I feel like the industry is finally now breathing, as in, like, people are wanting to do things for their mind again. Yeah, massively. So, I guess that's quite a good question to ask you guys is how much does mindset play in kind of what you're doing with the running but also just in general when it comes to anyone listening to this that might be like do you know what I just want to I'm done with weight training I'm done with hit training and I want to get into running yeah. what would you say the biggest advice is when it comes to like mindset we've, we've always been very lucky with mindset I think yeah. throughout our, mm-hmm. before we even knew each other and we have always been pretty positive people and obviously you have your down days but nowhere near what other people have had to struggle with yeah so I feel like just first of all it's, it's who we are and we're very yeah. lucky about yeah. that and then secondly is having someone else to share a passion with that you you're like a happy competitive so yeah. like we boost each other up instead of being like oh I'm one above you yeah. um so I, I think that's really important as well. yeah important it's actually becoming more and more apparent like like the more I do now and I do realize that comes with improvement mm. um but 
I think people get very stuck in a training routine and training program and, and that's not a necessarily a bad thing. We have a training program. Yeah. We work very well off routine and we like it and we work very well off that program because we see ourselves improving all the time. Yeah. But I honestly do look forward to running because I look forward to the feeling it gives me, not just the feeling afterwards, obviously. And it's yeah. feeling we talk about a lot is incredible. But I love being outside and I love running and I love that my body is constantly getting stronger and becoming more efficient and being able to do this better and better and better. And that's such a great feeling. And it's going back to, we've given ourselves time to focus on something that makes us not only feel good, obviously like whatever aesthetics and stuff come with that, but something that honestly makes us feel good and feel good about doing it and getting better at it and improving and being able to share knowledge on it all the time rather than just being stuck in this training rut, which I think for a little bit we were. We were just training to train. Just training to train, And it's such a nice feeling to wake up and and look forward to your training. I think that's such a key thing as well, is like training to train. So I was doing that. I was following... I started a program... Yeah, well, I started a program of weight training and I was really enjoying having... like I think more because I was learning. And I also think that when I got into weight training, and I do think that the weight training fad happened as a result of people craving more than going to the gym and just doing hit and like feeling crap. Yeah, you can't really measure hit. Yeah, and like, (laughs) you know, that intense stress on your body all the time is it's stress and I feel like that actually weight training for me I fell in love with doing it with my clients because I saw their mindset change to something other than their body yeah. other than aesthetics it was about could they do a pull-up could they do what was it yeah, yeah what was the weight that they were lifting so that's why I think as an industry we're kind of craving more and I feel like now we're craving even more than that yeah, because yeah. people got stuck in that that I training think also with mindset it is so cliche but so simple it is what makes you happy I think people overthink mindset like oh my is my training doing this do I feel like I'm a better version of being and they feel like there's there's too much and just enjoying your training like isn't enough and needs to give you this other purpose and meaning it doesn't as long as you go to the gym or go on your run or whatever and you come back happier yeah and more content or just more relaxed even you might still be upset about something but you feel more at peace of that then it's doing what it should be doing it doesn't need to give you this higher being feeling (laughs) what you were saying as well as humans we crave measurables so we crave being able to say i did this and it did this amount and like for example when we tell people we ran 50k they're like cool but if you tell them i ran 30 miles like oh my god that's further than a marathon that's amazing yeah because they can compare it to something that they recognize and they know and it's kind of similar with hit training like how do you measure how great at hit training you are yeah it's very difficult and people start to become a bit lost with that yeah. and mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to that because there's obviously the competitive side where people want to be able to measure themselves up to someone else and you can't necessarily just be like well i'm fitter than them in a class because yeah. you yeah how do you measure that Buffy's per minute yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of but with strength training and with running and with any kind of endurance event you can put a measurable on it and you can say like I conquered this distance and I think that's a healthy way to look at it when it starts becoming about when we start becoming obsessed with time and stuff then maybe there's something to look at but I don't think there's any harm and I think it plays a huge part in the way in how your mindset sits and how you exercise we get so much joy out of like for example marathon training every week you're running further than you ever have if it's your first marathon that's incredible that's amazing And, and I was talking to the guys at Strava about it the day and I was saying it's really sad that we get a lot of feedback on our Strava from people being like, oh my gosh, you're so quick. Yeah. You're so fast. How do you keep up that pace? First up, we're not that fast. Mm. If you compare us to the population, we're yeah. not. And that's great. And, we, you know, we're very proud of our pace. But actually what we're far more proud of is that over the last eight, ten weeks, our bodies have gone out and ran 
distances that a lot of people won't walk in a week. Yeah. Yeah. They are strong enough to get up and go and run for an hour. That's not an easy feat. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yet our bodies continuously do that and continuously get stronger. Now that's cool. Yeah. That's amazing because that's your mindset. So there's goals. Obviously, I'm a big believer of like setting yourself goals. But then, what's your advice to someone to not be getting obsessed with the wrong goals? Or what if you go out that day and you don't hit that goal? Yeah. And you don't hit that PB. Like, how do you get over that? And how do you have them? Like, you girls clearly have a strong mindset, but there are a lot of people in this industry who perhaps don't. So how would you say to someone like? As long as it's making you happy. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, I love that. Like a half marathon, as an example. So you signed up for a half marathon. The first thing, maybe on that, like then the list goes, as you said, like goals within goals. Yeah. So the first one's like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to go out and run. I haven't run for ages. The first thing might be like, I'm going to go on a walk on my own. And that's yeah. going to be your first thing to tick off. And then you're like, okay, maybe I'm a bit scared of running. I'm going to go join a run club. So my first one is going to be with other people. Let's take that one off. Yeah. But maybe the next one is, okay, I'm going to go see if I can run five miles on my own. And you only did four. Well, that doesn't matter. You actually, you ran on your own. That was half yeah. of that goal. So, so you like getting people yeah. to kind of see, I guess, what they have done instead of what they haven't achieved. Yeah. And that's something in any training, I think, like I've seen with so many of my clients is they'll go, oh, but like, I'm still not quite there yet. And I'm like, yes, but when you came to me three weeks ago, you couldn't even lift your body weight yeah. up. So like, it's about kind of, I yeah, guess, exactly. changing yeah. what you're acknowledging. And so many people are like, oh, don't look back unless you're planning on going there. And like, yes, that does have its place, that motto. But also look back and be like, you know what? I'm epic. Look yeah. what I've done. Like mm-hmm. I started and I struggled to like walk at a fast pace without getting out of breath. Then yeah. I, like, I walked around and then... Then I threw in some weightlifting and then I, yeah, and you can do all these things that you couldn't do a couple of months ago. Yeah. That's insane. We get it a lot with marathon training and that people being like, well, I was supposed to hit 20 miles this weekend, but I'm not up for it. And so one thing that I was talking to a girl about the other day was like, why don't you focus on being out on your feet for that time? So yeah. say you've got a 20 mile run and you think it's going to take you four hours or three and a half hours, whatever. Just set yourself the goal that day of being out on your feet for those three and a half hours. So if you start on a run and you run for an hour and you get a bit tired, then you then walk for half an hour. And then you run again. And you have still then been out for that three and a half hours, spent the time on your feet, which is what endurance training is about. Getting your body used to being on your feet for that amount of time, whatever it is you're doing. And you you haven't failed you haven't let yourself down. You haven't not gone out and done what you've achieved. You've done exactly what you've achieved. You've yeah. done it at a pace you need to. So we're obviously talking a lot about the marathon training now. So you've got, what, just under four weeks to go? Yes. Four weeks tomorrow. No, no. It, no. Three weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Oh! Wow. Three weeks tomorrow. So, hang on. No, it's four weeks tomorrow. It's four weeks. Four yeah, weeks tomorrow. tomorrow. Sorry, we'll get there. What day? 22nd. Ah, so this will probably be out before then. So, last minute tips for anyone else doing the marathon. <laughs> Don't <laughs> panic. <laughs> marathon training for how long how long have you been training for this now um well this time we actually found out with a reasonable yeah. notice because yeah last year. time we had 12 10 weeks so yeah we've had like 10 months and what's the process been 10 months, Any, 10 months. no we haven't since january <laughs> no don't, we've known we've been running it yeah but we probably didn't start training oh yeah yeah but we've known yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was happening yeah <laughs> and what's the process been like how much of a steady like slow process has it been or we had a bit of a strange one because we had a really big challenge at the start of January so yeah. we actually ran from London to Birmingham so we did five and a half marathons in five days 
and, and that was <laughs> so it's like literally the <laughs> so that's when people starting their like five milers we had yeah. that um, yeah. so then we kind of had to come taper and, oh, then, and then train so yeah we didn't have the most classic but also it's important yeah. to remember that our bodies can run these distances yeah. we have run these distances in the past and we are runners so our training program is very different to someone who is just starting out and, and running run a marathon for yeah. the first time our training program contains a lot of strength training it's probably like 60% strength training 40% running up until the last few weeks yeah. where obviously the mileage increases so that takes over a little bit but we always kind of say to people we get asked a lot like what should I be doing what split should I be doing weight training cardio when should I be running when should I be cycling yeah. what type of cross training should I be doing it's obviously totally different for every single person some people can go and run four or five times a week and be absolutely fine not yeah. suffer any injury not suffer any niggles and be fine there is a lot more to marathon training than just running we made the mistake in 2015 of just running and we ended up injured. And doing a lot of plyometric yeah. work. Yeah. Like, wait, no more weights, don't really? need any muscle mass, let's yeah. just do jump runs and just running. It's interesting, doing a lot of strength training, heavy weights. Yeah, and yeah. actually, yeah. talking yeah. about this the other day with, with Brad, is a single leg work. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Because I was so bad at single leg work, mm-hmm. so I just didn't do it because I wasn't good at it. Yeah. And that's the worst excuse in the world but it's true it's the key um, excuse that's why I don't run yeah I don't run because I'm <laughs> not good at it yeah. and I really want to but I just don't know where to start yeah and since I've done that I've built so much more stability into my running stride and power and it's just made a huge difference, yeah, difference stripping everything back I think is so important like when people say where should I start with my strength training for running just basic movements basic compound movements yeah. we talk a lot about it on our social and we've got kind of lots of examples of them but you don't need to overcomplicate it you know there's no point looking at like an olympic runner and seeing them doing all these crazy balance and stability exercises and assuming that you need to be doing those maybe a very stripped back version of those yes but actually a lot of it is just looking at those big lifts and how yeah. they engage the muscles you're using when you run yeah i think there's a lot to be said about not comparing yourself to others so in every podcast i've done so far and every topic we've been talking about a lot of that has actually come up about comparing yourself to others so i guess there's two roots here there's obviously who inspires you but then there's obviously what do you do about comparing so with running i actually don't run because i won't run with people because i don't think that i'm i'll never be their level but running on my own like you said i'm just like a bit scared to do it so how do you overcome and kind of comparing yourselves especially yourself to me you guys are really like elite you like you're so good but then to you (laughs) to you guys you're probably like no there's so much we can't do so how do you kind of overcome comparisons Firstly, we're humans. You're always yeah. going to compare yourself. I mm-hmm. think you just have to. You know, I see so many stories. I love it, but it's like I will not compare myself to strangers on Instagram. That's great, but deep down inside, you're always going to compare yourself, and it's being okay with those comparisons. And we follow Dame Kelly Holmes because she has been the childhood hero of ours. Yeah. And I looked at her and I compare myself, but I feel inspired. And I'm yeah. like, she is absolutely epic. Yeah. And I know I'll never be as good as her and I'm at peace with that. <laughs> so I think allowing important. yourself to be inspired by those who you're yeah. comparing yourself to. I guess maybe in, in the running industry, that doesn't you don't really get that kind of comparison where you're then not inspired by their message because everybody's in this for the right... And also we say like, we do kind of like, I say trail running is a very loose term because we obviously plan our own races and we don't really tend like to do too much mud. No, <laughs> we don't tend to do that many um, organised ones. And that's not to say that we won't in years to come. We probably will because yeah. there's a few kind of famous races that will be cool to take on. But when you're at the start of a trail race, you are starting with the elites. Mm. So you never would you go and play a professional football game. Yeah. 
against a professional footballer because it just would never happen no. unless it was some kind of charity or whatever. When you're on the start of that line, you are starting with everyone who yeah. is from their first trail race yeah. to their 152nd we'll trail start race. start the same whistle or gun, whatever you want to call it. But that's... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm saying there's literally no other sports that allow the elites to mix with with the, the muggles on that level yeah exactly <laughs> so really like I mean listening to you girls your mind it's really all clearly in your mindset because you girls have such a good mindset you know you're talking about the marathon and being like well there's so many different people at all levels there so we're all in this together and actually I think that's such a key thing to remember and I think that should go across all training as well as running like you're not competing against yeah. anyone yeah. and it's really about what you said is like being the happiest you yeah and I think there's so much to be said about I think we've run it as well because there is that visual finish line so it really doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there I mean sometimes you might not actually get to the finish line that's okay so you might do it next year and you do but there is that physical line maybe you get there and you're like I did it I was four hours behind the first person that got here I don't care I've got here as well and that true definition of finish line feeling just is so overwhelming yeah I think the thing that we probably compare ourselves more on and and it's something that we're kind of really trying to work on is we pride ourselves on not knowing a lot of about running but having a lot of experience in it or more so than kind of a lot of people who kind of in similar situations and in terms of kind of educating people a lot of the education we do is through Brad and that is because at this time at this moment we feel like we have a lot more to learn which is great and we're really excited to learn that so I think we probably compare ourselves more on how much we've still got to learn to be in the position we want to to be able to be advising Mm -hmm. people for example when we get sort of pitched as running experts we're like our expertise comes from experience and, and it's not necessarily expertise it's experience it's personal experience that people can relate to and I think that's why it goes down so well 
there's still so much more we have to learn yeah. about kind of the science of running yeah. or the movement of running and, and all these kinds of things so it's, it's all about also knowing that I guess you're always growing and always learning as well so someone's a new runner so literally take me for example I have, don't think I've ever run anything more than 5k I was a sprinter I was a short distance sprinter gymnast dancer quick burst of fast movement so I'm a newbie runner and I want to set myself the challenge though this year to like get myself up to a 10k or not even just get out there and run what would you say to any newbie runner that wants to run a little bit more start slow yeah Yeah. don't suddenly be like I want to run 10k so tomorrow I'm going to run 7 like one the biggest thing we find is people have in the past created a negative association with running because it's the first sport they took up probably to lose weight yeah because everyone tells you if you run you're going to lose weight so they take it up as that kind of that no mechanism yeah, of losing weight and you can do it you can step out your door and you can run mm. so immediately any kind of association you have with it is, is negative and you probably didn't enjoy it that much let's be honest yeah. it's like if someone asked because me to go going for the wrong reasons yeah, yeah exactly if someone asked me to go and rollerblade I probably wouldn't enjoy it the first time that much because I'd be terrible yeah you'd be so, on your face yeah so it wouldn't be that enjoyable so start slow. Start with just saying, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do 15 minutes yeah. of running. I'm going to go whatever place I want to go at and I'm just going to be out there 15 minutes on my feet, seeing how it feels, testing the waters. Yeah. And then if you enjoy it, go and do it again and do it until it feels good. And once it feels good, go a little bit further. Yeah. There's no rush. There's no race. You know, yeah. you're literally starting out here. And as your body starts to get more comfortable and stronger and more efficient with this running thing that you're doing you will obviously start to enjoy it more because it will feel easier and you'll begin ticking boxes. I'm not saying do this right the way up until you get to a marathon because it probably would take you a long time and there's a lot of things you would need to be doing to support that kind of distance. But if you're starting out and you're just looking to kind of... Find enjoyment. Yeah, begin, get some mileage in, then just take your time. Yeah. I love what you said, actually, about I never thought about it like that. Running, it was the first thing anyone ever did and it was to lose weight and it was coming from that place of hating your body so you just got to go for that run. burning calories. Yeah, it was literally burning calories that, like, I have such a, like thing against yeah. it and also I think because it's something when you're sporty and you're good at doing sports and you you pick things up quite quickly so then going to something that really is a matter of practice practice like skiing it's about practicing isn't it yeah. you can't, you're very lucky to just go into running just because you're fit and you've never run before and be able to run it's, like it's still a, a skill everyone yeah. yeah you can get up everyone can walk and everyone can run but it is still a skill and it's a skill that you do need to refine as such like it doesn't come like yes yeah. you can physically put one foot in front of the other quickly doesn't mean you're doing it right it's kind of the wrong way but efficiently yeah also as you said start certain that's a perfect thing don't <coughs> and don't be worried like going out and shuffling around the park and being like oh everyone's looking at me thinking yeah. right. they're not no one knows how far you're running yeah so then you could be running 20 miles that day yeah yeah no one knows you might be running just a kilometer so don't be like oh people are overtaking me well they might be running a third of the distance you're running it's so nice just to be out there and none of you start in the same place and none of you finishing in the same place so it just doesn't matter you run on the same ground do you generally run in the park on the pavement on the roads as much off pavement it's quite hard and none of we normally to head towards the river okay. um, just because in the towpaths it's so quite nice to run on yeah I mean we do end up doing a lot of road running because we're in London and, and it happens but mm. we try to do as much as we can off I think another thing going back to that kind of negative association thing is you probably ran as a kid and if you were good, you might, not that I was as good as Emily at all, but if you were good, you might associate it with knocking seconds off or time yeah. off or feeling quite pressurised because it was quite a pressurised yeah. environment. Especially even at like, school in PE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and if you weren't good at it, 
you're associated with being really bad at it and being yeah, the last so one over true. the line and all of these things. So it's about kind of changing almost, your mindset, yeah, just completely yeah. forgetting all of that. A lot of runners you speak to, a lot of like, if I listen to a podcast a lot called Tough Girl, which I love, it's about all these women who do kind of crazy endurance challenges, and a lot of them are runners. And 70% of them will say, I wasn't sporty at school. I hated sport. Really? Because yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people we meet in this industry were really sporty at school and did have some sort of like sport background. And then we've all found ourselves like desperate to share and like get back into that sporty kind of mindset that we're all like helping others. So I've never ever thought of that kind of training back to your childhood and your youth because all these podcasts on everything we're talking about whether it's love and relationships it always stems back to your childhood yeah. and it's so interesting I remember PE and I was one of the ones we would sprint and I would be the fastest and I'd be the first and there'd be people who were like I cannot run yeah. I cannot physically run and you could see on their faces that they were just like heartbroken yeah like absolutely heartbroken when it came to doing the long distance stuff I was that heartbroken person like I couldn't do it I was like I cannot run more around 200 meters that was me done like I was hurdles it's so interesting to think of that mindset like I bet there's so many people listening to this going oh my god just so for me I think a lot of people who are sporty at school have gone into the gym and actually a lot of people who weren't going into ultra running and sports where it's a much smaller community yeah there isn't a sense of rushing there isn't a sense of of measurement as such yeah Uh, it's a sense of of being there and actually finally enjoying it (laughs) and also i don't want to touch too much on it but i know there'll be people wanting to desperately know food when it comes to training for a marathon like this what does your food look like at the moment um, what it normally does yeah the volume changes um, maybe a tiny bit more simple yeah and also like me for example I struggle quite a lot to put on muscle because my body doesn't hold muscle that much I'm mean, actually like if I didn't train person, yeah. I'd be probably smaller than I am even now so as soon as I begin up my mileage my muscle mass drops it just goes and so I look like I've lost a lot of weight and I probably haven't really lost that much weight well I have but in muscle yeah. I haven't necessarily lost fat because it wasn't a great deal to lose so I made a conscious effort of, of increasing my calories by quite a lot and making sure I was getting on more than I would Normally, ha- happily yeah. type thing not happily but you know I just made sure I was conscious of eating enough and that sounds like a really silly thing to say because we always kind of talk about how we've got yeah. great good appetites and we do have great appetites and we have very healthy relationship with food but it's important to know how much energy you are spending yeah. when you are training for something like so a marathon. I guess when you're training for a marathon, it is actually completely the opposite. And this is what we've been talking about. We're talking about food and other podcasts and like counting calories and macros. And I was like, I think unless you are training for something, then why would you count? Like why, if you've got stresses around food? And I think this is actually the key kind of message if people have been listening to a number of our podcasts. But you guys are training for something so this is where it's necessary for you to understand what's maybe energy is coming out and energy that needs to go in and that's when it's okay to like yeah Yeah, also your hunger is just going to like we joke about it as well which is almost kind of wrong we're like oh my god the afternoon after running and the next day you just eat everything and actually like within reason you need to because on a normal strength training like strength is, is great for losing weight as well I'm not saying like it isn't but you're only moving away a set amount of times so your calorie burn is going to be so much lower than running every stride you're moving for me I'm nearly 65 kilos you're moving Mm. 65 kilos 
every single stride and at the weekend I ran for two hours yeah so that's yeah. like for me it's neat 1,500 calories whereas a weight session will be about 300 yeah me. yeah that is gonna really replicate obviously in how much you how need much to eat that day eat. so yeah. you, the hunger is gonna be there so do you eat before you try and eat after you train yeah that, except or, for, for long runs always. what do you tend to usually fuel on before a run porridge porridge yeah. <laughs> we're very like we are very we've tried and tested Everything. our pre and yeah. post meals a million times and, and although we'd like to say like it's cool let's be flexible eat what you need to eat like we have the same meal yeah. before a race and in the dinner, breakfast dinner, dinner exactly yeah. the same so um, what's dinner the night before? Pesto, pesto. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So you're basically carb load, like giving yourself yeah. energy and that's, the fuel. It's very much like, this is what I used to do before I would go out and do a competition with cheerleading. Or, yeah. It's sport, your sport, yeah, your performance-based sport. And I think that's where the industry maybe has got a little bit lost in. And what goes back to what you said about, what are you doing this for? Yeah. What are you going to train for? Because are you going to train for a performance-led sport, like success, like actual milestone or are you just going to the gym to feel good and build up your strength or going for a run just to get good at running and whatever your training is like food plays a huge part in not just fueling it but there's so much emphasis on the relationship between food and exercise and what you were saying about not counting your calories unless you're training for something I think is bang on and actually when me and you kind of sat down and discussed like that I'd need to increase my calories mainly because I didn't like I didn't want to lose any more weight yeah (laughs) um not because I was like wasn't super thin but I just didn't want to my personal goal didn't want to and so I was like okay I'll track for a few weeks just to make sure I'm eating enough but actually what I found was that I was having so much in the evening because even though I was still eating a good amount for the yeah. amount of training and the amount that we discussed it was more so then I stopped and actually I then spread my food out way better because I just ate kind of throughout yeah. the day when as a, yeah, as yeah. When I was hungry, rather than having these meals that were kind of set or whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly at the end of the evening, I'm like, crap, I've got like a thousand yeah. calories to go. How have I done that? And so actually, it totally depends on what works for you. And obviously, because my days vary and I don't yeah. like having massive meals, mm-hmm. I'd much prefer to have like four or five smaller meals and, and lots of snacks, which I know is, it has pros and cons, but that's personally how yeah. I like to eat. So it actually worked better for me. And I feel like I'm still hitting what I need to be eating. Like I'm not hungry. I'm training yeah. well and I'm, my performance is still there. So I think it's, yeah, it's kind of comes down to what works for you. Also, again, another thing which is like following suit with everything we're doing here is you've listened to you. And I yeah. think, again, that's something that a lot of people aren't doing in the industry at the moment is listening to what they want, when they want, how they want it. So being intuitive and eating when you're hungry and not just because you have to or because, yeah. and that, again, I got into that state and I wasn't training for anything in specific other than to look good. Yeah. And I was eating because it was meal time, and then I had to hit my protein. And I think again what you've just both said is you both are listening to you so you have also kind of touched on something I really like to say that when I was a child my body was my tool and my food was my fuel that was my relationship with food and exercise and I feel like somewhere along the line as we grew up and got lost it was like my body was my body and food was earned by what I was training and it's something that like as so many people that are such a like a really simple way of looking at it and it's so sad, like, even we had those days that I will admit, like, I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, I wish this bit, like, wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, it's natural, human. Yeah, and then there's some time yeah. when I actually spend time with the girls I was at school with, and they're all in great shape, but they don't, like, weight train, I think yeah. they're just... 
they've got amazing bodies and then I actually sound like sometimes I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't weight train as much like I do feel big like I feel bulky and then actually I step away and I'm in other environments and I'm like well actually I'm more muscle yeah. yeah. I look really twinky next to this yeah. person it's really so small. it's just as I said you're always going to compare yourself mm. to other people but at the end of the day if you are on the whole looking in the mirror and be I'm proud of my body and yeah. that, we actually look at what it can do yeah. and I think that's so important the only time our, we get annoyed with our body is like and when it goes it. wrong like yeah, when yeah. we went to Birmingham I had one day I had to stop early because my a knee really just reached a yeah. point and that was really hard decision for me to be like I've got to stop yeah. and I was really annoyed at my body it was also really <laughs> difficult because I kind of watched you break down and it's how I imagine a lot of people and again we've, we always say we're so lucky and that we've always had a very healthy relationship with food and, yeah. and I've never really been exposed a few friends but never really been exposed that heavily to a really terrible relationship with it and I think if I have I can think of sort of one scenario where I almost just kind of ignored that point and just took it that she was ill and she yeah, needed me there yeah. to comfort her rather than the race she had to share with food. But I think, like, as I said, always say that we have been super, super lucky and have never suffered with that kind of relationship with food and, and have always seen it as we're proud that it fuels our body in mm. the way that it can yeah. rather than earning it or, or burning it or whatever. And And it's also important to look at the way Obviously, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could carry as much mm. muscle as M. But actually, if I did, I'd look very strange. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd look very old. <laughs> I'd even look strange when I put on a little bit more muscle than this because my body is naturally small. I yeah, I think that's the key thing here is that you girls have really mastered. I guess what, you know, you're making me want to go, right, maybe I should get into running. It's actually, you're working towards something. It's what fitness should be about. Yeah. It's what health is about. You know, you're fueling your body with what it needs when it needs it. You're listening to your body with what it wants, what it, how it wants it. You're training towards something and that has meaning and also helping people. And I think for me, that's why you girls, there's been a lot of duos popping up and not, <laughs> and not. And you girls have been there from the beginning and you stuck true to yourselves and you are now the only duo standing in the industry <laughs> like you. Because, because you have a mission. You know, we've all been there. We've seen it. Like there was a moment in time where there was like, a hundred duos and I remember Tess they had laundry problems yeah, yeah. And literally they were trying to get Tess and I to do it and we actually decided not to because we just didn't want to commercialise our friendship and we were actually very different we didn't yeah. have a message to do together and I think that's what's so good about you girls so I mean we've covered so much ground here but I want to ask you just a few really short questions just so that people can take some things away so you mentioned Hannah podcast that you listen to so what are some of both of your favourite podcasts that some of these girls can you're better at podcasts listening to me I used yeah. to listen to podcasts and then I didn't have any music on my phone and then okay, you so me in with your Spotify <laughs> where do you get all your resources from podcast so I love Tough Girl which I've yeah. heard a lot it's really really cool it's run by a lady called Sarah she's epic she did her own big challenge and talked about it they also do a really cool series where they follow 12 women for a year who do a challenge every month and they don't have to be big challenges a friend of ours Georgie one of hers was like a tough mother and then the other one was like a ski marathon you know wow. totally kind of varied yeah. and totally ranged which is really, really cool. We really like Train Smarter, which has just been taken over by a really good friend of ours, Luke Tversky. And I've probably said his name wrong, but anyway, <laughs> he'd tell me off anyway, for however I said it. But his podcast is really, really cool. And he interviews lots of incredibly inspiring runners, including one of our fan favourites, Susie Chan. Definitely give that one a listen. Yeah. It's really, really cool. She talks a lot about cheese, which I love. Um, <laughs> I thought your face was quite shocked when I gave you vegan cheese. Yeah, vegan cheese. What's really good? Uh, did make it very creamy. Hashtag authentic. I really, really like more of a kind of like day to day stuff. Actually, walking the dog. That's love really walking nice the dog. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I was going to say to you? When you're running, what? what well, I actually just quite a lot of For two hours, do you just listen to music? Girl power. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you ever actually yeah. just run in silence? 
Not I, I yeah. more, but I listen to music now because you listen to music. Yeah, we tend to have one headphone in so we can hear like, the, yeah. the ear that's closest to each other. We'll have out. So well, you share headphones when you run. Well, actually, no, I've got a new pair of headphones. You run that close to they're pods, so I wear one and she wears what? the other. Oh, they're not connected. Share headphones. And, yeah. and then we sing to each other. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we sing a lot. We sing a lot. Like, you created your own playlists then, yeah. You haven't actually well, we should. But the, should. the cheesy playlist as well, that's great. Love she Jessie's child. A piece of toast with some cheese on it as yeah. a logo, and that is fantastic. And you never get bored. Two hours is a long time. Honestly, yeah. we sing a lot. Like, I used people to... like Nader, and I'm like... Well, you just sing when you're running. I used to listen to the radio yeah. as well. My, my old iPod, you could just plug in, and it was a radio. I used to listen to Innuendo Bingo on my run. That was I love you guys. As it gets longer, maybe like I would, but we haven't... Because when we do the 50Ks, we don't listen we don't to music. music. Okay. First time we did was... How 50k take you? Because it's off-road we carry, like, food and all our own water and we're, oh, like, yeah. seven, eight hours. But, yeah, the Grand Canyon, we t- I carried a speaker for the whole thing Yeah. someone wanted music. And we got to the top and it was four o'clock in the morning. It was minus four. And we say it was, like, going underwater as you drop down into this canyon. Yeah. And we were like, we can't play music. We didn't know it was our mind, I think. I think yeah. we forgot we had it. It was just so... So and we were talking quite a lot, like yeah, pushing the way down. Must talk a lot. Well, so you have to shout because if you're following each other, you, the second person can't really see. Yeah. We have a weird language when we talk, so it'd be like hold, step, jump, <laughs> and then every time we sip water, you say sip so they don't forget to drink. Do you guys ever argue? You spend a lot of time together. We do sometimes. We do. We like, like bicker almost. You live like, together, you have business together, you run together, you train together. Do you yeah. ever just want like no time together? We don't actually. If like, we do, that we'll just go to our room. If you like, yeah. spending work. Is that room. weird then when yeah. one of you goes to your room? Was that actually? Then we end up but we're actually very different so we know what annoys the other person like I'm terribly disorganised with household chores but and I just I just don't really do them unless they're in my room like, my room's always tidy but like washing and things like that I'm, I, just, I can't load the dishwasher I'm terrible at hanging out my bedding all these things any item <laughs> yeah. just here we go I've got, I've got a little wiggle this is it it is, it is literally like laundry it's like me it's like ah and then email or something like emailing. I'm like, how have you sent this email? Read it and thought it was okay. So like, why have you sent the smiley face? Yeah. I'm like, because they don't know you the tone. That's how she's like, babe, you can't send a kiss to a client. I'm like, why? Oh, I but best wishes. What in any way does best wishes scream twice the hell? <laughs> would you go? Would you ask? Oh, oh, best wishes. Best wishes. No, it doesn't scream at all. I love that I'm getting a little bit of. <laughs> Amazing. Any other challenges other than I know you've got the marathon, but is there anything else that you're working towards now in terms of? Yeah, there's there's a lot coming up. I don't know, like maybe we just say British 50k this year. Uh, So yeah, British 50k, which we'll we'll reveal. And then next year, maybe Australia, maybe (laughs) South Africa. Yeah, wow. and then one other kind of biggie that we, we won't talk about yet. We have actually told all those people, but anyway, more exciting. Another UK um, one. <laughs> the Australian one will be super fun because it's something slightly different. We're thinking about going to do the Gold Coast Ironman. Wow. Um, but, as a, but as a trio. So a friend of ours, Chloe Trigg, who is talking about inspiration, probably one of our biggest yeah. inspirations. Yeah. She's an absolute hero. So she'd cycle, Emma swim, and I would run. And then we would go <laughs> for a little travelling adventure afterwards. So that would be really, really fun and, and something slightly... I guess not that different for me because I'd be running but, um, yeah. but Emma and Chloe will be in your bench and it will be different for me because for what run on your own. I'll, I'll run on my own and it will also be a little bit about time because, yeah. and that is kind of my big goal for following the marathon is to improve my speed and power so that I can run a, a and what is your timed goal for the marathon do we have one sitting around 
Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as we're happy. I'll, I'll go with the marathon. <laughs> as long as I'm not crying for five, five miles, then I'm fine. I'll go with the marathon was to run a comfortable marathon, which I know sounds crazy because it's how comfortable can a marathon really be. But it's one that we finished. Comfortable is uncomfortable. Feeling happy yeah. and feeling good and not in a bundle of tears on the floor. Oh, <laughs> you girls are literally just a bundle of happiness. <laughs> and also, we will be launching a run to brunch series with you guys. Yeah. So we can come and run with you and have brunch with you and just interact with you. So if you are a newbie runner, and I will absolutely be coming on. Oh, do you know yes. what? At first, I was like, no, I won't be there. No, I'm, like, no, I'm going to come. You've inspired me. So, girls, thank you so much. You are you are really inspiring, and you are just like genuinely happy. Thank you. You know, really real girls. So, <laughs> you fed us and the stocks here. So. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for tuning in, and have a lovely day. Best wishes. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.